Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and today is February 26, 2022. And you may have noticed, those of you who listen to this program or have listened for quite some time, the music is different today more reflective, and that is very intentional. That's actually the music that I used when I first started this program, when I first added music many, many years ago. And I felt called to use it today because we need to reflect. I have to tell you that I found myself unable to really watch the news for a while, and then I was able to watch a little bit of it again. Or maybe it was mostly the commentary, because so much of it is commentary. It's not that we don't have important things to consider, but those of us in the spiritual community, and I speak in that way very broadly. You could be coming to the spiritual community even from a non-spiritual place, from a heart place. You could be coming from any religion, really, anywhere. Those of you who feel this space of the need for reflection, stillness. It doesn't mean that we're in denial about what's happening. In fact, when I turned off the news, I was the opposite of being in denial. It was more than I could take in right now, more than I wanted to believe was happening again in our world that we must face this yet again, which feels like a repeating cycle over and over again. It seems like humanity still has lessons to learn. So what can we do? You know, I have to tell you, I was assisting with something today where someone... um, hadn't come in at first. It was a class I was helping with, and um, this person um, had family in Ukraine, I found out later, and, you know, was asked, how are they doing, and are they doing okay? And they really couldn't say they were doing okay, because how could you know if they were doing okay? And was quite honest. 
this is a anonymous voice that spoke. There's no need to name the voice, nor would I. But the key to all of this is how you felt, how it felt. And yes, things have gone on. You know, there's so many things that have happened that maybe haven't made the top of the news. And we need to think about that as well. So we have this story that's so much in our attention, and it's more than a story. These are human lives. It's the human story. It doesn't take away those other stories that we don't hear about so much. But all of the stories have to do with that question. That question we continue to ask. That question that's been asked throughout the ages. How do we find our way to peace? How do we find our way to that space where we truly treat one another with care and with respect and with honesty? It's a difficult question, and it has many layers to it. And yes, honesty is a part of it, that mutual respect, where we can trust again, because we want to trust. I did pick out a poem today to read. I had come across it um after the last, oh, maybe not the last program, possibly the one before. I've read this poem before a long time ago, but as I said in a previous episode, repeating a poem is a good thing because it helps us to listen more deeply. And the book just kind of opened to this poem the other day, even though I had a bookmark there, so it didn't open there completely by itself, but it wanted to get my attention even so. And it is by William Wordsworth, who lived 1770 to 1850. It's a poignant poem, but it calls us to a space that can help us in this time. And actually, before I read it, I was, I've quieted things a lot so I could listen to nature and just reflect. The stillness has a lot to say to us. And I've noticed more birds, and I've thought, you know, maybe I just haven't been hearing them, but they're right there. And there's been this beautiful bird that's shown up that it's one day, it's right outside my window. I thought maybe it was in somebody else's yard. I was on the phone and I heard it. No, it was in mine because then I heard it in the distance another day and there it was again. And it's very relevant to this poem. And you may not be in a place where it's early spring. I know that there are people who listen to this program throughout the world. Wherever you are, beauty can help us even in the most 
difficult and, yes, frightening of circumstances, beauty can help us. We have to find our spiritual center because when we find that center, we find our strength. The strength that we need for whatever it is that we may face. So I will read this poem and then we'll talk a little more. Lines Written in Early Spring by William Wordsworth, who lived 1770 to 1850. And there's a note in my book that says a part of this was written the first this was written in around 1798, apparently. I heard a thousand blended notes while in a grove I sat reclined. In that sweet mood when pleasant thoughts bring sad thoughts to the mind. To her fair works did nature link the human soul that through me ran, and much it grieved my heart to think what man has made of man. Through primrose tufts in that green bower, the periwinkle trailed its wreaths, and tis my faith that every flower enjoys the air it breathes. The birds around me hopped and played, their thoughts I cannot measure, but the, but the least motion which they made, it seemed a thrill of pleasure. The budding twigs spread out their fan to catch the breezy air, and I must think, do all I can, that there was pleasure there. If this belief from heaven be sent, if such be nature's holy plan, have I not reason to lament what man has made of man? In that poem, which again was Lines Written in Early Spring by William Wordsworth. We feel the contrast and the poignancy. We feel what so many of us feel in this life, on this planet. The contrast. The earth is an astonishing place, especially when we take care of it. In the years where William Wordsworth was written, writing these, these lines, he saw a much different earth than we do now. And sadly, it's not quite as beautiful as it once was. There comes a point where we need to really think about what are we really about? And when does this end? When does this cycle end? 
It's not an easy question. I'll tell you, years ago, I went to a Quaker church, and I was involved with even putting signs out that said, war is not the answer. In fact, I even thought about today putting that sign out, war is not an answer, not not out, but like on this program. I don't know where I have a picture of one. I know I do somewhere. And I used to give them out. I used to just volunteer to give these out in a small area around where I lived. And I had one in front of my house. In fact, I used to muse that one day Google came by in its van and they took a picture of my home. And sure enough, it had the war is not the answer sign. And um, this was in the past. I think that picture got replaced a long time ago or at some point. And I got to reflecting upon it. War is not the answer. Well, of course it's not the answer. We don't want it ever to be the answer. And then you get to thinking about generations past. Perhaps we had parents. I did. My father, who was in World War II, and, you know, if they had just allowed what was happening to happen and did nothing, well, you would have hoped that war was not the answer for what caused them to have to respond to it. And that's really the key of war is not the answer. It's never the answer, not from the start. And here we find ourselves in yet another cycle. There's a lot that feels like it divides us in lots of places right now. And, you know, I sense that if we could just honestly talk with one another and really talk and really feel, you know, what is it that leads to this or to that? What is it that leads to so much angst right now? And there are real things that do. If we could find that honest space of really understanding, what a difference that would make. It may not solve the problems. It may not solve the divide. In fact, in some ways, it may feel even more stark. You might say to somebody else, you really believe that? You really believe that. Why? Could you ask that question? Why? And sit and listen to why. Because usually we don't. I don't know how we got to this point again. I spoke in another program about how I grew up during the Cold War. And you could feel... It's not something you thought about all the time, but you thought about it. It was in the back of your mind that at any moment, the whole place could just blink out of existence. It's somewhat akin, I suppose, to living in a place where you can get an earthquake because any moment you could get a big earthquake, especially if a big one is coming where they always say that. Well, let's hope that that type of war is never going to come. 
But the sad thing that's now happened, it's, it's become somewhat enabling because it's such a frightening prospect. We have to change our hearts. And I don't know where it starts. And I didn't mean to make a rhyme. But I'll tell you one place it starts. It's with you and with me and with reflecting upon it with reflecting upon what we can do. Are we all connected? Absolutely. I believe it. We really are connected. And I mean, you don't even have to talk to somebody to be connected. There are people who have done experiments to prove this. How you feel, your consciousness goes beyond you. Because we're connected. You know, I was reading about forests not too long ago and how they're connected too, how their roots are intertangled and that they feel each other. They know when a tree is dying or dies or is cut down. And somehow the forest keeps a part of the tree that's been lost within the roots. We might think that we're not connected as much as we tend to be told or the way that it appears on the surface. We may look like lone trees standing apart, but those roots go far. And there is more to this life than meets the eye. One thing I personally did in response to feeling such a sense. I can't say I was totally overwhelmed. I was still doing things. I just couldn't take in what was happening, and I didn't want to hear the commentary because inevitably it had some spin, and I just had no room for that anymore on any side. And so I kind of was aware, it's almost impossible not to be, but then I wasn't totally aware. In fact, even tonight, I'm not all that aware that um, I haven't watched the news. I've been occupied. I haven't heard any news today. I have no idea what's going on today. I have to tell you honestly, I've been engaged in spiritual work, the work I do, and then I came in here. I could be watching the news. I'm not right now. That doesn't mean I won't catch up a bit later. But I think that it's really important that we don't let the commentary so important. We call it the news. You know, this didn't really exist when I was younger. This endless commentary from multiple points of view. Change the channel. It's the opposite of what the other one said. Is any one of them really right on? Probably not. In fact, often you can find issues when you really start to dig. This isn't helping us. And if you keep it on too much, it'll really bring you down. And so then what are we adding to our common equation? I feel so deeply for lives that are being lost everywhere 
on this planet, lives that are being lost because of conflict and misunderstandings and, yes, war. We don't stop feeling when we seek that space of peace. And no, you don't have to be a Quaker. And I can't really claim to be because it's an ambiguous place that we'll find ourselves in depending on what's happening. I mean, would my father have decided to be a Quaker back in World War II? What if everyone had? Well, if everyone had, then it wouldn't have started. But then it did. Then what? I'm not saying that we shouldn't be finding other avenues to peace. Absolutely. Anything we can do. And I think that's more what the war is not the answer idea was about. Of course it's never the answer. We don't want it to be the answer. It shouldn't be the first answer when it starts. That's the key. We have to find our way to a world where it doesn't start Or we'll just keep repeating cycles until they end, and they could. What if they do? Well, then they do. We didn't... I believe that everything that happens in any planet, and let's not fool ourselves or be naive, there are many, many planets Now our astronomers are skilled enough to actually be starting to find them. And we're only looking for planets that look like places where life could be supported similar to our knowledge about life. There is no doubt a type of life out there that we can't even comprehend. We know so little. And so here we are. Here we are in this place, and we need to do our best. Hold on. I need to shut off a phone that I thought was off. Okay, there we go. Don't want that interrupting us. This was a spontaneous show today, and I'm glad that I did come in. It's a quiet show, and it's meant to be, and I'm just flowing with it as I usually do. But I wasn't sure I'd have a show today because I was occupied at the normal time. But I thought it was necessary, and so I'm here, and I had the opportunity. It matters how we manage our own hearts. It really does. And... We're not going to do it perfectly. I've had added stress the last couple of weeks, but it got better. Despite everything, it got better. One thing I did is I slept longer. I just decided to go to sleep earlier, and I slept longer, and I started dreaming. Do you give yourself a chance to dream? Maybe you're working really hard, and it's difficult to get a full night's sleep. But if there is an opportunity, it's so important. And I'm going to make 
a point to do it more. And yes, I know those who are in these places where very difficult things are going on can hardly get an hour's sleep. They may be running away. They may be refugees. I understand. But those of us who are observing this at home, if we could manage our energy, that will help. Manage it as best we can. And don't get too wrapped up in all the commentary because it'll go on and on and on whether we're watching it or not or listening or not, wherever you get it. And yes, I'm even saying this on a podcast. It's okay to listen when you feel you need to listen, but it's good to keep that space for quiet too. I've been turning on music a little bit more. That helps as well. We need to manage our energy. Read. Find something meditative that is helpful to you. Even if you don't know how to meditate, walk if you can. Notice the beauty that's around you if you have that opportunity. Those of us who do. Even when we feel we don't, there are things we can do to manage our stress. That can help the planet. It really can. And we need to find a way to trust again. Trust when lost is hard to find again. In fact, someone said that. There's a famous quote, and I don't remember who said it. But it doesn't matter who. We can all say it. We know this. We need to find a way to trust. But it requires mutual respect to trust and honesty. It's so important. We need to bring the best of us to this equation. I hope that one thing that starts to change is we start to listen those of us who are called to serve in different ways. I know I've spent in the past time serving my community, but also in leadership roles, and actually that can be in your community. I felt called or in a school I was called to serve there too. It kind of took me by surprise, but it happened. Or maybe, yes, you feel called to government in some way. Maybe you get called um, to, to serve in some diplomatic fashion. We so quickly go in recent years to professions that make money But that isn't going to help the world. How do we help this planet? How do we help in an honest way? If you're called to the sciences, how are we called to honest science? There is a thing thing that's not honest in science. That can happen. It happens far too often, and it often has to do with funding. How are we called to honesty in all of our explorations and what it is we choose to do. It's not an easy thing, but it will help us going forward. 
If we want to get out of these cycles, it's going to require facing who we are and what is actually going on and what has happened before. We need to think about our own history. I'm not going to go too far over today. I appreciate that even at this late hour, um, Blog Talk Radio has had the program up on the home page. I really appreciate that. I think it's important to have some quiet programs mm-hmm. featured. So I'm going to leave you now and hope that you can find that space of stillness. Perhaps it is a space of prayer, a prayer for peace. However you come to that moment, be still and listen to your heart. It may say some things you really need to hear and you will help the planet overall when you go to that quiet space. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everyone. I will see you next time. I appreciate your being here tonight or whenever you find this program. Mm -hmm.